Hello and welcome to the TT Podcast, the podcast where we talk to one person from the world of the TT to discuss their lives, their journeys and their ambitions with the greatest motorsporting event in the world. And I'm looking to my, well, I guess it's your left, my right as I, uh, I'm sat here because Lee's sat here with a smirk on his face for some reason. What have you got to smile about? I'm just happy to be in this awesomeness. That is Thank Chris you. Pritchard. There's definitely a bromance going on here, isn't there? Oh, without doubt. Mm-hmm. I feel it's, it's Steve I feel sorry for. That he doesn't get to experience it? Yeah, that he's not here. He's my favourite. Simmer down. So, a new podcast, a new guest. This is going to be a bit re- weird, weird, because there's like an actual presenter is coming on. Like, I know I can't claim to know anything about it. But then again, that, but... that happens every time we get a good racer on for you. Yeah, but you're like sort of like a halfway house, aren't you? And then this is like the real deal. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'd I'm, be... I'm like the Wish.com version of a presenter. <laughs> is that what you're saying? No comment. <laughs> well, let's get her on. It's Grace Webb, everybody. Grace Webb, welcome to the TT Podcast. I think I'm more nervous than you are. <laughs> I don't know. I, I've got I'm to, just I've happy got to, to have an actual now. presenter in in our presence. It's going to slowly turn around that Grace is going to start asking the questions and be the host of the podcast. I, I actually said, just job. said this, so we haven't changed roles because I am not a presenter. <laughs> but it's, I said to you, like, how different does it feel or what does it yeah. actually feel like? Because it's obviously weird for me to yeah. be sitting here. Well, We've had quite a few questions, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't really have to. I just, people say things and I, it randomly triggers something. The hardest part is like not trying to jump in and and mm. stop them, not stop them talking, but like interrupt them, I think. But then, sometimes that's okay because it's then more of a conversation like that and you just become yeah, a bit more relaxed. <laughs> in my head, I'm like, don't be rude, don't be rude. And then like, it just sort of comes out or else then they yeah. go off on a different angle and you go oh damn I forgot yeah. the question yeah. Yeah. that I've, yeah. I've just tried to ask yeah. so there's a lot of brain multitasking going on when you're presenting and interviewing well, that's no. what that's <laughs> maybe you've learned something new every day I have no idea Grace you are a massive massive probably number one fan of the podcast I'd say whenever I speak to you and tell you that I've listened to the podcast you always sound surprised and yeah. I don't know why Do you know I'm genuinely... Do you believe her <laughs> no I'm genuinely surprised when anybody says they listen to the podcast. Not, I just find it strange. Why? I don't know. Because it's just, a, it's, I'm, so I'm just living my dream, being able to ask people like Lee, Plater, and mm-hmm. you guys questions. So I just like, I just enjoy it. I, f- I feel, it's very self-indulgent, but I just feel like it's just, it's my chance to chat to people and I forget people listen to it. Mm. And, I, and then when I, when I start to think people listen to it, I'm like, right, am I asking the right questions that people want to actually know? Because mm. it's just what I want to know, really. Yeah, but then you're a TT fan, so you're asking the right questions well, naturally. So. But anyway, my point being, one, what's your favourite episode? Um, my favourite episode would be, hmm, I think, the John McGuinness one, just because he's such a legend. Mm-hmm. And to get someone sat down like that to just ask natural questions and for him to just chat naturally... I just really enjoyed that one. Nice, good. And then the second question, or the second part of that question is, we ask every rider when they come on, what's it feel like to get the tap on the shoulder? Mm. But you've never had the tap on the shoulder. So what I'd like to know is, what did it feel like the first time you were up on Glen Crutchery Road as a rider was getting the tap on the shoulder Mm. and you were, because the amount of times I've seen it and you're there in front of them, only literally six seven feet away 
and you're trying to time your lines with those guys setting off. Yeah. That must be nerve-wracking in itself. That's very true, actually. Yeah, so the first time I saw that happen was this time last year at the Manx GP 22. And that was... You try and sum it up in a few words as a spectator. I mean, I'm sure it's completely different as a rider, but as a spectator, when you see the first bike go off on the road, the noise is so loud that it just fills your body with vibrations. Mm -hmm. And you can see as well, even if they're wearing a dark visor, you can almost see their facial expression as they're concentrating on the road ahead. And you sort of... I was watching the riding, you can sort of get into their head as to what they're thinking. And as well, if you look closely, you can almost see what they're doing with their breath. And it's interesting to see what different riders do because some do a massive big breath because you see their chest sort of puff up and down. And some will do little things like they'll do a shoulder roll or mm-hmm. something to help them relax and get focused. Um so I, I sort of enjoy watching and seeing what the different riders do as they pull off. But it is just breathtaking to to see all the crowd gather around for the start. The noise lights up. Every 10 seconds a bike goes, so it's just for the next few minutes, it's just like fireworks going off. And it's it's such a spectacle to think that this is still happening and has been happening for so many years. And to get to see it for the first time in real life last year was just incredible. And I felt so lucky to be, like you say, only a few feet away from them. I had such an exclusive standing point that no one else would have had that that I felt really lucky and fortunate to be able to do that. It was amazing. If if you, obviously your career is, it's you're a busy woman and you do quite a lot of different things but have you have you ever been in that situation before or done worked on anything else where that level of intensity or that I don't know yeah like there's a you can feel the stress even when I go up there if I'm not riding you look around there's people stood there that are out of VIP they Mm -hmm. look stressed out they're not even getting on a bike probably don't even know any of the riders there's Mm -hmm. obviously all the mechanics the team owners sponsors everybody is literally stressed out Mm. and then you're there trying to uh, get somebody's attention or you know talk to a rider that probably doesn't want to talk to you yeah how does that feel or have you ever experienced anything else like that yeah so well my very first presenting job was at a motorcycle championship called Thundersport and my job there was to interview the riders after the race so you'd watch the racing to get an idea of what went on in the race and what to ask them at the end. So um, in terms of like riders setting off, uh, there's some tracks where you can get quite close to the start line and you, but it's a mass start unlike yeah. at the TT. So, so you see all the riders, you know, head down, revs up. Um, and there on the pit wall, you've obviously got, like you say, families, sponsors, people who care about the riders they're watching and it is interesting to see the different reactions because you get some people who you can see are just full of worry or concern but then you've got others that are full of fire maybe because they They yeah they really want them to do well um so yeah it's interesting to see the different reactions so I suppose I can only liken being at the Manx or the TT 
is to being a short circuit race where you see them set off and the emotions running high. Um, but I, I find people interesting. So I love sort of watching what pe different people do. And um, yeah, so it's, I can only liken it to that really. But having said that, there is nothing like the Manx or the TT. It's almost on another level. I don't know if it's because you're the riders on their own. So in that 10 seconds, all eyes are on just that rider. So I don't know whether you feel that as a rider, that yeah. tens of hundreds of eyes are on you in that moment. Because on a mass start, you've got eyes on a grid of riders. But in mm -hmm. that moment... It's just you. Uh, it's just Something you. Something just made uh, yeah. me nervous and asked me a question <laughs> without even realising she's... Because, well, I mean, for me as a rider, I get nervous, don't stall it at a set of traffic lights, yeah. let alone yeah. on the in TT Norris, start line. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't that, know, do you never, feel all those eyes? never even like... actually entered my head that literally... Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, you've, just, you've just ruined the TT for me. But yeah, I, that's never... I've never entered my head that they're all literally just looking at me mm. because... Uh, yeah, I just uh, that is never. I've never thought about that. It is, I would say, in a good way though, because um, so at the TT this year, I'm not sure which rider it was, but there was one moment where the bike was just revving. It wasn't pulling off. You know, he, he had the tap, but the bike wasn't going anywhere. And after a few seconds, the crowd went, "Oh no, come on!" Yeah. Like everyone is there wanting oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. to yeah. get a good start and do well. So it's all good stairs. <laughs> I think that was my brown actually. To, to ease you a bit, Lee. Was, it, was, it was trying to make me feel better. Was he not in, was he not in gear and then he just, like he was riding. I'm not sure what was happening, but it, he, he did get it I going. Think it was actually, I'm sure it was brown. Yeah, now yeah. you say it, I think it was Mike Brown. Yeah. And he did get it going in the yeah. end. See, I, I, from from all that point of view, I think the rider's the lucky one because our nerves, like anybody you interview, you realise the second we're, what do you call it, no man's land in yeah. between. Mm. Yeah, the second we're there, everything stops, the noise stops and you're calm. Mm. But then now, even from being here this week, cause I, so I've never been here and not been riding or not, yeah, yeah, not been riding. So now that I'm here and we've got Nathan on the bike and he literally set off and I was like, what do I do now? And I was like, I'm walking around, I wonder how I figure out where he is. Like I've, I've yeah. never sat looking at live time yeah. and I was like, how do, how we do I do out? this? Yeah, yeah. Like, how do we? So I went down to my mechanics, I was like, so how do we know where he is now? And they're like, oh yeah, tells you. I was like, oh, this is well good. And they're like, all oh, right, he's there. And then one night he broke down and I run straight up to Milky. And I was like, Milky, where, how, how do I know where he is? And he told me straight away and I was like, oh, thank God. Mm -hmm. And this is like, I don't know him really well or anything, but I feel like this yeah. sort of duty of care to look. Yeah. I was like, right, I know where he is. I know he's all right. I cannot imagine what that must be like. Yeah. We're that selfish that we don't ever have to think about. But so have you seen a TT start? Have you seen the taps on the shoulders? Or have you only ever been um, in the helmet? Maybe if a racer wasn't in or something. Yeah. 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 But, and it's like, so last year, obviously, when I got my eyes hurt and then the guys made me go up and in, like, this is all like, you can interview them because they're your friend. And that was even harder because then I know, like, most of us don't like it or, mm. or stuff like that. And, you're obviously worrying because we are some of us are close and stuff so yeah that I, I don't enjoy watching mm. um if i'm totally honest i can see why the the feeling of it's amazing to watch but then i, I can also see why it must be horrendous for families and you know yeah. mums dads wives whatever yeah 
it's a long old time as well. Like it's not like sitting at Brown's Hatch and go, oh, there he goes and mm. there he goes. Yeah. And... It's two hours. You got to sit there for two hours yeah. with your fingers crossed, sweating. <laughs> for someone else's entertainment. <laughs> yeah, just so you can go in and enjoy yourself, mate. Right? Yeah, selfish. Anyway, Grace, you're not any old presenter in the fact that you didn't get into presenting and you just so happened to do a pick a job of presenting, I don't know, the TT. There is heritage and history within your family of, of racing. Yeah. So give us a give us a backstory. Tell us bit of where a backstory. Okay. Well, I suppose if I go right back to the beginning, um, then on my mum's side of the family, um, so my grandfather is Tom Wheatcroft, who is the founder of really? Donington Park. Yep. So that's I obviously I, I, I obviously Lee's least. nodding like he knew. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's old news, if I'm honest. No, it's not. <laughs> we do hear the next bit. Go. Well, so that's so inevitably racing yeah. and motorsport was always going to be in the family. So as a kid, um I remember, you know, my first MotoGP race I watched at Donington. Um What year was this? Mm, 2007, maybe around then. Oh, uh, now you're testing me. <laughs> I don't know in 2007. That'll not be far off the last race at Don. Mm. Because when yeah. did it start to stop? 2000. That's probably was the last. Maybe 2009. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say Rossi. Yeah, because it went 2008. Well, as McWilliams well. was on the podium. He nearly won one, that didn't was he? 2000. Was it 2000? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That same race, Ralph Waldman was on the 250. Yeah. And he smoked everyone. Yeah. He's showing his age. We good we good knowledge, we, we though, guys. Born, we weren't born there. <laughs> <laughs> that um, yeah, there. so that yeah. was your first memory of going to yeah. the track, like family going yeah. to the track. Yeah, because we'd all go as a family and, you know, my my granddad would have a, a suite on Goddard's Corner and we'd watch from there. So it was, yeah, it was really cool experience. And um, You did it right then. You didn't just... Oh, yeah. Sit yeah, on, sit on Craner with a. She wasn't sneaking yeah. over the fence. It wasn't <laughs> yeah. which is what my grandfather did when he was a kid at Donington. So <laughs> well, yeah, he would go and watch and yeah. jump the fence, and, and then ended up buying it a few years later. But um, so yeah, so that was sort of my first introduction, I suppose. Um, and so that was on my mum's side, and then on my dad's side, my dad was a racer, but he raced saloon cars. He didn't really get into motorbikes until like after his car racing career um interestingly but it's normally um, the other way around isn't yeah it? Like people tend yeah to... so he raced for a few years you know before I was born and then when I was a young kid um but both my dad and my mum became bikers and so it just seemed a natural path for me to to get my bike license and and as well growing up in the countryside i'm from lincolnshire originally it's not the real countryside but i'll let you off (laughs) (laughs) yorkshire yorkshire that's the only countryside in the world the The peak district (laughs) tell me i'm wrong lee I, I yeah you. I live there, but I'm aware there is other countryside <laughs> in the world. <laughs> Whatever you want to call it, it's very rural. Yeah. Very rural. I mean, the nearest bus stop to my parents' house was like two, three miles away. So, <laughs> I I couldn't wait as a kid to to get any form of transport. And obviously, when the UK you can take your CBT at sixteen, so that's what I did because it Straight was away, the first yeah. pair of wheels I could get on. Um, 
so yeah, so it was just kind of around, uh, you know, um, my dad's an engineer, that's that's his job, so, and he works from home, so there's just constantly tools about engines going off, and yeah. then a bit later down the line, uh, my brothers raced, um, they did a bit of kart racing, but more seriously bike racing, um, and I w- would always go along as sister and number one fan and do their pit board change their tires just get involved really mm-hmm. because it was I was too young to be left at home alone so I I had to go along you, you so know it, I may as well have <laughs> yeah. just did you get want to go along it. as well or would you have been happy to stay at home if you could have I think when I look back at first the first few times we we went you know you'd load up the motorhome all the bikes in um I was a bit like you know my little brother's taking me away from my mates. You know, it was a bit like, Mm -hmm. but I think that was before I really knew what paddock life was like, because then when we got there and you get stuck in and you meet people from all over the country. It's like another village, only the village moves around all the time. It's just, you, you create another, another family in that paddock who you see once a month for the whole year and you build relationships and friendships and it is, I then grew to love it. It only took once or twice for me to be like, I, I really enjoy coming along. So, yeah. Um, so yeah. So I've just been around motorsport since I can imagine. Really, was there no interest in yourself going racing, or, or not? Um, that, that was literally the, the thought yeah. in my head. Yeah. Uh, there was. Um, when I speak to my parents about this, they say, oh, "Well, you 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 never made it clear." <laughs> um and maybe I didn't I don't know but I maybe I expressed an interest in it a bit too late on when all the focus and energy was put into my brothers to um keep them racing because particularly my younger brother he started you know mini motos metric kits and you know move moved up to Mm -hmm. 450s 600s and so yeah all the focus was sort of put on him and I, I I was the one who sort of went into road riding and got my my road license and rode on the road more than they did so um so yeah so looking back I think yeah I'd want to to give it a go but I didn't so I've never raced I've never competed and that's something that um in the work that I do some people think that I'm a racer from footage that's out there which is quite cool um but it's unfortunately something that I've never done like I I do track days and I ride on the road for fun or or for journalistic purposes but I've never competed so never too late is is that that's what I is that something that is is there like a fire like is there a thought process in there that makes you think I would like to have a go at this I'm an extremely... Your mum and dad, your mum and dad's not watching. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, they, you know they're they're great. They'd be really supportive yeah. if I did. But you know, I'm an extremely competitive person. <laughs> so, there's the first box. Uh, yeah, right? yeah. Let's go. So yeah, like I do have a, a, like a, a a want for it. Mm. But I think when you leave it too long and you become an adult and you buy a house and you have bills to pay (laughs) your career's just getting going yeah I think you realize as an adult how expensive it is like when I was younger and I'd go along with my brothers it you you don't have that concept of money when you when you're younger and you just you you go along with it and it's basically what you're saying is mum and dad yeah if your parents were still willing to pay for it you would still go racing that's pretty much well you're in a perfect position you know you 
you're in the right industry. You, you yeah. probably have made enough connections to make it potentially slightly cheaper. And I'm sure there's people out there that are just loan I'd you. I'd be a open bike. for sponsorship. <laughs> I, I actually think I I do agree with you for a change in what you just said. Yeah. Like it, it, at at the minute right now, in especially in the UK, there's a massive push on trying to get women into motorsport mm. as a whole, be it car racing, yeah. motorbike racing, and, and you have to look at BSB, like what Faye Ho's team's doing yeah, and stuff. This could, this could be it now. We could get Faye on the phone and should we get a live call on and just see if she'll... <laughs> have you got a number? Yeah, we'll give her a ring there and just go, yeah. get Grace. Obviously, I want 20% of when... Oh, well, hold on a minute. Pre- um. <laughs> <laughs> a prize, but there's prize money in motorcycling, is there? No, it's very, very. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, well, obviously you want to maybe do more track day. You can. Do, there's mm. a, is there one of the track day companies that actually do races? Is it no limits or mm-hmm. something? No limits do races. There obviously is yeah. other track day companies. Yeah, before. but they do they do mm. races. Yeah, you like, can do like a track day well, and a, it's a weird. Then there's races yeah. in the afternoon or something yeah. like that. Mm. So it's like you could do something like that first. Yeah. And then. But then that makes me think because something like that, say if you were to race at a place like that. What would be the smallest capacity bike you could use? A I one think two five super. Ah, uh, yeah. You, there is, well, mo, they call it Moto three or like yeah, mm. yeah. But um, so yeah, British British talent level is is Moto three. So that's a two fifty, yeah. like four stroke. Mm. But then I think there's the new classes now in BSB. So there's like some sort of a Kamazaki four hundred and. Yeah. Maybe a Yamaha four hundred or something like that. Mm. So that you, that's the size of your road bike, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah four fifty, so, yeah. Yeah, it just makes me think, like, for example, when I look at my brother's journey, who started at Minimoto yeah. level, I sometimes think, oh, you know, is it too late? Because I, I maybe would have wanted to have gone really small and worked my yeah. way up. Because now I feel like you're going into the big tracks on, you know, the yeah, really, but it, a really substantial bike. It's all, it's all bike. to do with, like, your <laughs> understanding and like, you know how to ride a motorbike. Mm. You know how to go round a corner. I'm assuming, yeah. So literally, <laughs> yeah, I'd like to think. <laughs> literally, you break a little bit later and you get on the yeah. trot a little bit earlier and you, you just yeah. keep going fast. It's not, there's no like secret site. Yeah. We get people on track days all the time and they're like, they come up to you. It's like at Whitham's track days, there'll be like quite a few decent level riders yeah. and me. And um, Are you instructing? They'll, yeah, they'll, they'll come to you and you can see it in their eyes. It's almost like the same fad as if people are on a diet and think, right, if you take this magic tablet, mm-hmm. you're going to eat as much as you want, do no exercise, and you're going to be yeah, sticked in. in. The they, they believe that is the same thing on a motorbike. Mm. They're like, oh, right, what, what is the secret? Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? I'm like, there is no secret. It's literally, it's really, really simple. And you just get a little bit faster and a little bit faster and work at it. Do you know what I mean? And, but even like people like Plater didn't start racing until he was twenty eight. Yeah. Yeah, he was, yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? So Maybe I'm just doubting myself, but 100%. as part of this package, can I have Lee as my mind coach? Mind <laughs> <Of> all <laughs> the people as a mind coach. <laughs> he just gave a good speech there. No, 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 Yeah. No, no. I'll I'll actually pay for you to have a mind coach <laughs> so it's not me. <laughs> just so your career actually progresses. As a motorcycle coach. You probably can't. That's perform. debatable as well. To well, be fair, right. yeah. We we I'll, I've got some good contacts. I'll sort you out with a man <laughs> coach and a motorcycle coach. But you sort of have an experience at that at the Manx this year with Nathan being on your bike, yeah. and you were even saying earlier, like, "Oh, I'm not sure how to speak to him, and do I say this? Is that overstepping the mark?" Yeah, but... it is hard because I'm like 
I'm not crazy older than him, but I still I I feel like a a duty of care to him. Do you know what I mean? Because he's on our bike and in our team, and I don't know why. I don't know whether that's just in my head or whatever. Whether I should just stand back and let him go. But I'm like the other day randomly come in. And I was like, oh, he's only got one tear off on his helmet. And he's no helmet guy here. I was like, I'll just clean his visor. And my boys were like, what are you, what are you doing? I was like, yeah, but he'll only have one tear off and he needs another lap. And if he gets a fly straight away, that was just what was in my head. Mm. So things like that, that's maybe not, I don't even, he might not even see me do it or notice, but I thought, well, if that benefits him. Or even if we were talking about like a debrief afterwards, suspension and stuff and, like there's there's certain places where I know what I want a certain thing to do and things like that and then I was like saying that to him and then I was thinking oh he probably thinks I'm just sticking my nose in or mm. do you know what I mean it's hard to know because everybody's got a different opinion on what mm. maybe they want or yeah but you're in a you're in a, pr- a place of authority because one you've ridden the bike before two you've got way more experience than Nathan yeah. so I think it. Yeah, be... I know, but everybody's mindset's different. You know no, but I mean? you can take it on. I used to, so again. This is this is right at the bottom level, right before anybody <laughs> just to clear that up straight away. So I used to I used to race at a very low level, and there was a guy who he he was he was terribly slow, terribly slow, but he would love to offer advice to me, and he'd come up and he'd say this, 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 and I'd take it on, and I'd go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you saying that's what Nathan thinks of me? A little bit, and then I'd just disregard <laughs> <No>. it. <laughs> so it's nice that people do that and care if for That them. was nice. That was but started then, out as a nice story. Yeah, what yeah. happens is, you just go, all right. But, but the, 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 the thing, what I'm saying is, he's got the option to take it on if he wants, yeah. and he might only take a little nugget from that and go, that, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm trying to explain, mm-hmm. or that's what, how I want the bike to feel. But yeah. if you keep it in your head, it's no good to anyone, is it? Yeah, but I think the way, because the way I look at it is I'm quite forward at asking a question. Like if mm-hmm. I think that someone might know something, I want to know and I would just go, is this what? And I don't think he's like that. And then I think, well, if he doesn't ask me, he, he doesn't want me. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So that's the way my... Yeah, but Nace is a very polite kid. And he probably wouldn't want to put on you. He's at the opposite to me. 100%, yeah. Absolutely. But it's a learning curve for you as well, though, because like you say, you being in this position is something new to you. Yeah. So I'm sure after this weekend, you'll... Yeah, both being a team, well, say team manager, I'm not really doing a lot, and being here asking questions yeah. is like... <laughs> but she slightly keeps turning it around to I'm ask to me say, a question, just, doesn't she? She's like a proper... This is the Johnston podcast. Yeah. This is your, this yeah. is your podcast. You're not getting out of yeah. it that easy. That's just because, like I say, I find people interesting, so I'll just no, ask questions. Yeah. As well. <laughs> I'm, I'm always fascinated by Lee. I think if anything good comes out of this, Grace is going to be racing by this time next year. I reckon so. I do too. Dun, dun, dun. Mum and Dad, get your wallet out. <laughs> Imagine that coming to them, coming to the TT as a presenter, stroke rider. Would you ride here? I would never say never. Never. Yeah, because most it's people still... will either go no straight away yeah. or. Oh, but I think it's because because I ride on the road quite a lot. I liken it to that. Yeah. Um, I actually did my first lap of the TT course at the TT this year. Um, so I borrowed a Honda Hornet yeah. from Honda and I, and I took took it out and did a lap for the first time. I, I've done a lap in the car. Um, was, with, that, was that open, the road, just normal roads? Like, or was it like a... Road. Yeah, because we could probably get, yeah. if we get Paul Phillips to sort out a parade lap, 
I'm interested. Tell you what, I'm this interested. career, this career is going at a rap. So she's <laughs> she's she's gone from starting racing to we're having her on a lap of the TT within, yeah. within 15 minutes of a conversation. Yeah. So this time, so this time next year, TT debut. You're looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, well done. <laughs> that be, then we'll, we'll be talking about the touch on the shoulder and everything straight away. Yeah. yeah. Well, that would open up another spot for yeah. Yeah. presenters, and I'll never make it as a racer. So. Yeah. Oh, you well, could, <laughs> brilliant. Here we go. I've done you both a favour then. We've got the plan. Thanks, mate. No bother. Thank you. <laughs> well, to answer your question, though, the, the lap I did, the roads were open. Yeah, normal. But obviously the mountain road was yeah. one way. Um, so, yeah, so it wasn't a uh, relaxed, yeah. flat did you, out did you Did you break the speed limit over the mountain? What's the speed limit? <laughs> there isn't a speed limit. There isn't a speed limit. There isn't a speed limit. Is that a trick question? Don't panic me. <laughs> I reckon she was speeding. 100%. Well, you must have looked down that... at one point and thought, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> she was overtaking all these bikes. Unbelievable. Like, all these Panagales and Fireblades. But the, the mountain, though, was something else. Like, that lap, I think I saw everything that there the was t- that you could see. Because it was... So leaving Douglas, I mean, I didn't get out of maybe second gear there yeah. because it was so busy mm-hmm. and so you sort of wind your way up a bit um and then i saw a speed camera coming through ramsey so double check yeah i'm being sensible mm-hmm. yeah and then you get up to the mountain and the mountain you just need about 10 eyes in your head to, to, you do a to see open. Yeah. everything oh. that's going on because you you've still got Cars and, and vans everything. that are going over Even the mountain. Even buses, there's everything literally going. Yeah, yeah. That, are, that are obviously going quite slow. But then you've got Matey, who thinks he's Lee Johnston, going, boom! Like, <laughs> Maybe it was me. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, it's funny, it's, it's actually, I've said this to people that are decent riders, but not mm. crazy, and I'll go, go as fast as you can, because mm. there is no chance of someone... You, you'll never get scared of what you can see in front mm. of you because it's your decision then to, to make the call. But yeah. when something stripes you or comes yeah. up or sits you up, that yeah. is the worst feeling yeah. in the world. Because especially if you think, oh, I'm being safe and mm. you're doing everything right. So you could literally get, not run off, but frightened, sit yeah. up, break and yeah. veer off the mountain for nothing yeah. other than yeah. somebody else's fault. So you're actually better safer going as fast as you mm. can or within reason but that's almost why you had like i was constantly looking in my mirrors yeah. as well as ahead because there were so many different speeds of vehicles up there that you had to be just on the ball the whole time it. but I I, i've went up before on when it used to be mad sunday which yeah. is not a thing anymore and i stopped at the bungalow somewhere pulled over and i was literally i must have been in a car because i didn't have a bike license and I was there for like 10 minutes and I was like, I can't do this. It was, <laughs> there was people in all sorts yeah. of shapes at all sorts of speeds. Yep. And you just think. Was it two way at that time? As no, well? no, no, no. Just still one way. everybody was like, yeah, it was, everyone. it was horrendously bad to watch. Can you, mm. can you believe that they ever allowed it to be oh, two way? I honestly believe, well, it, to me in my head, because I'd never watched, I was like, these boys are far faster than what I can go around this corner. Because it looked, it, I, honest to God, it looked at me, like to me, because you'd, because it's like going to a track day, and if someone's really slow at the track day, if there's like one racer there, he looks like Rossi. 
because mm-hmm. everyone else is quite slow. So if you have a load of normal traffic and then some guy that's quite good on the road comes around literally just with his knee down, um, it is like you think in your head, that's What's me, it? isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Mm. But then I thought, oh my god, like this, this is way faster than what I can go around here. Well, that really. was it was it was yeah. frightening, honestly. Yeah, you do see all sorts up there. But saying that, I was so glad I did it. Yeah, because to see. the the seeing it through a visor as well, the view is just incredible. Like for the split second that I sort of looked to the right and yeah. saw a sheer drop down the mountain but it was so beautiful and exhilarating yeah. and sort of going back to your question as to would I would I do something like the TT doing the lap then it it made more sense as to why people do it because yeah. it was so exhilarating yeah. and that was with you know the roads and open for the and, view. And for, for the, the view, view. yeah. <laughs> but it, it, it's, it, it yeah, is incredible it is. up there because you, you're at the highest point and you can see all the mountains in the distance. The sun was just setting because that must have been about 6, 7 p.m. at night and mm-hmm. it was just glorious yeah. and I, I could can, see why you, people do it. Like that, That's amazing, but you can... I'd love you both to feel what it's like when you're like on your own. Do you know what yeah. I mean? You're going yeah. absolutely flat out yeah. on your own and you might not have past a bike say if you set off a certain number and you've passed one or two but by the time you get there there's too big of a gap or someone's not there and you might do two or three laps and not see we'll it. so mm-hmm. it's like it's literally having the best track in your world yeah and no one else is getting to play on it because you're the only one there playing it's it's i'd love yeah. i would love everybody to be fit to have that feeling yeah. or that's why riders sit. come back and do it yeah yeah isn't it and that's why grace, grace is going to do it next year <laughs> I'm, I'm da- we'll Listen, see. I'm down for that. I'm down to watch that. TBC. All right, we're going to take a break there, Grace. We'll be back next week with part two of this podcast. And here is a little teaser, a little trailer of what's to come. Yeah, so Lee was actually the first person I interviewed on the island. Mm-hmm. There you go. Nice. I basically um, got her the job. Pretty much. So I've, I'm, I've got so her to be a presenter. Now yeah. I'm going to get her to be a motorbike <laughs> racer. It's like... You should be an agent. I'm basically her manager. Yeah. 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 If I don't deserve 20%, you who does? Do, I love this narrative throughout the whole podcast so, that we're going to be racing next yeah. year. Oh, we are. What do you mean, Norris? If this is happening, <laughs> that episode of the podcast will be out next week on all your podcast feeds. However, if you want an exclusive first look, why not head to TT Plus, TT Plus. Ttracers.com. Sign up for it. It is completely free, and you'll be able to watch a first exclusive look at that podcast. That was good. Well done. Good night, Lee.